me today. I want to talk to you on the help of the Lord, and I really appreciate Brother Mike Wood and all that he does here, and amen. Sister Sandy, our church secretary, such a wonderful job. Uh, my wife that, uh, you know, takes makes sure the church looks good and cleans and things of that sort, and, and uh, of course, you know, it's really nice because on a service night, I could get Mike to call me and say I'm sick, and so I can call Jason and say, can you do the first part of the service, or Brother Allen might be out of town or something, and Jason can play the drums, or Jason's out of town, and uh, you know, and Mike can take over the service, and so it is really nice, and it kind of falls down, and then um, when they're all not able to make it, then uh, I uh, take care of things. Praise God. But it's great. I tease. I say I went from doing everything to doing everything everybody else is not doing. Praise God. So, but it's just I, I just I just love pastoring. It's part of my nature. But it's so good, Amen. That we all pull together as a family. Um, I tell you, it just really, really, really rocked me spiritually when I saw our sisters coming and laying their hands on Sister Rachel. I'm just like, oh my God. Um, Sister Bowley just walked up under the spirit and just laid her hands on her back and just started praying for her. And I don't know about you, but we're all going to suffer in life somewhere down the line. And, uh, um, and it's, just, it's just so good when you've lived the kind of life that you've built people around you that love God and know how to pray for you. Amen. Praise God. And I just was like, when them ladies come up and I followed Sister Bowley and laid their hands on her back and just began to pray with all their heart, I'm like, oh my God, what we have in one another whenever our, our brothership and our sistership in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, the Lord is good. I want to talk to you today with the help of the Lord for just a little bit on, on, on the subject, Mary the Willing One. Mary the Willing One. I'm going to read to you out of Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26 says, And in the six months the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth. And a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall these things be? I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overthrow thee, or overshadow thee, I'm sorry. 
Therefore, that also that holy thing which shall be born in thee shall be called the Son of God. Praise God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month of, with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I, I, that must have seemed like an impossible task. But this next verse is the one that I really want to, in, uh, to um, uh, elaborate on. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Dear Lord, I love you and praise you, Jesus, for your presence and your spirit. I'm asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move and to be with us. Help me, dear Lord, as I speak your word to your people. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Wouldn't you like to be called blessed? Wouldn't you like to be called a blessed person? Wouldn't you like to do something great? Praise God. We would all like great blessings, and we would like to do a great thing. But we've got to understand that the amount of the blessings, amen, comes by the amount of the sacrifice. Amen. The amount of the blessings. So let's look in Mary's life. Let's look at what Mary was. Mary, back around 2,000 years ago, she was a maiden. She was a young lady who was very good in character. Praise the Lord. She was not well known. She had her private life. The Bible does not say that she had any great intelligence. It doesn't point out that she was an extremely beautiful woman. It doesn't say anything about that she was really powerful or that she had much wealth. She was just a young lady. Amen. Amongst many young ladies of that day that uh, lived and walked and talked for the Lord. We can tell by her what happened with her and everything that she had done and everything she had done for the Lord. We can tell that basically her character was a wonderful character. Praise God. But she basically allowed God to use her. So... Now that we see Mary, let's look at her sacrifice. She was a woman who was extremely excited because she was espoused to Joseph. Amen. And uh, she was espoused to him. And uh, here she was. She was going to be pregnant. And the people would not understand. Basically, they would not understand Joseph, amen, did, was, did not put her away because of his character. He was not a very fly-by-night, screaming, hollering type of guy. He must have been a very mild guy. And he just was, okay, let's deal with this. What's happening here? Uh, I don't have all the facts, so let's not make any decisions just yet. He was very wise in standing back and 
not getting ahead of God. We just a good point for me to explain to you. We've got to be careful that we don't get ahead of God. If we get ahead of God, then sometimes we can look like a fool. If we get ahead of God, sometimes we can make the situation up. Do you ever have people in your lives that you think, oh, if they get in there, this bad situation is going to become worse? <laughs> and Because they're going to mess it up. It's just the way it's going to be. He was not that kind of guy. He was not, did not have that kind of character. Praise God. Amen. And so, so, he, uh, so when you look at the life of these, these, uh, this couple, these people, praise God. I'm so sorry. My, my iPad is giving me a hard time. I started out thinking I'll try to make it larger and not use my glasses. And that didn't work very good. And uh, so then I had to put my glasses on. Then it wouldn't get smaller. But anyways... So when we look at the life of Joseph, Joseph was um, a, a, a great man. So God looked at these two and he said, here's a man that I can use and here is a, a, a woman, Mary, that I can use. It's almost like as if you're cooking in the kitchen and you go to the cabinet and you open the door and you think, this is a bowl that will be perfect for what I want to use. Or this is the type of spoon. Or this is the kind of uh, a tool that I need. Or a guy would say a tool. But this is the kind of blender or mixer or whatever that I would need to do whatever I need to do. And God looked at Mary and Joseph and he said, this is the kind of person that I need. And so he goes to Mary, of course. And he goes to Joseph. And because of their attitude and their spirit... Praise God. Uh, it, it, was, it was a great thing. But you have to understand, amen, that uh, Joseph, he, uh, Joseph had a great attitude and a great spirit about it. But to be, a, a, inspi- a, to be engaged or to be together like that, it took them, what the process was that... Uh, they would come together, his parents would come to her parents, and they would bring gifts. They would bring gifts to the parents, and they would bring gifts to Mary. And so he would be espoused to her. And so what he would do is, for a full year, they operated just like husband and wife. The only thing, they did not sleep together at night. And so for a full year, he would op. And I think that's a great thing. You learn whether or not you love each other before you go totally together. But in that day, that's what they did. And so they were in that process, and it approximately was a year. So for a whole year, he was dedicated to her. For a whole year, she was dedicated to him. And in the middle of this process, she becomes pregnant. She becomes pregnant. Praise God. And, of course, the things that could fly. Amen. People began to talk. She's pregnant. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, it, you, know, it, it, you know, I wonder if it was Joseph. They didn't wait properly. And it, it, was, it was not a good thing in that day. And uh, matter of fact, you, you know, it, sometimes in the Jewish nation, he could have had her brought for adultery and stoned. And so, amen, it was not a good thing. And the Bible said that he wanted to put her away 
but he was not going to do it publicly. He was not going to carry her down to the gate and call the elders and humiliate her in front of the elders. That's how good of a guy he was. I like him. Praise God, because he said, I'll just put her away privately. We'll just go away really, really privately and quietly, and we'll just dissolve this situation. Praise the Lord. He could have been vengeful. He could have been uh, mean. He could have really humiliated her, but he had at least been thinking about putting her away privately. And so, amen, the, the angel of the Lord, of course, came to him and told him, of the situation. Praise God. And so, amen. She probably had a lot of questions in her mind. You know, um, here I am pregnant. Uh, her parents probably said to her, what did you do? Well, I was visited by an angel. Yeah, right. Praise God. That's almost saying like someone, one of our young girls today saying, well, I had an alien come. Yeah, right. Praise the Lord. And, and they just... You, you have to understand the pressure that she was under. Praise the Lord. She had done nothing wrong, and now she had all the signs of doing something wrong. Praise the Lord. She was like, you young women would know what it would be like if you found the man of your dreams. And you had the wedding of your dreams planned. And you thought, I'm going to be able to have children, and I'm going to be able to have grandkids, or I'm at least going to have a wife who loves me and cares for me and will provide for me. And in their day, women did not do much in the business world. The man took care of the woman. The father would take care of his daughters. And when the daughters got of age and began to find a man, then he, they would hand off the man, or the he would hand off the daughter to the man, and he would provide and take care of her, and he would watch over her, and he would care for her. And the thing of it was, there was so much war and so much killing that there weren't enough men to carry all the women. That's why some of the women were two or three were married to one man to be taken care of, because they had not enough men to marry off all the women. And so here Mary had found her man. She had him, he had her. We're going to have a life. I'm going to make a home. Praise God. And we are in the process. And when you're in love with someone, it's hard, praise God, to not love them. And so they kept that. But all of a sudden now, she's got the signs. You could imagine how much this woman went through. How much that she had to go through. You see, because people of that day, they were cruel. Amen. They were hateful. Just like today, they were, the rumors floated. Mary and Joseph's life was controlled by the fact that Jesus was the Messiah. First of all, Joseph and Mary had to go down to Egypt. They had to go down to Egypt. They had to leave because of Jesus. There were more children in the mess. And now all the children had to be pulled out of school and been taken down into Egypt. When Jesus got older, Mary watched as the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and even Pilate came against him. She had to stand and watch them flog him. 
make him carry that cross. Amen. Get up, put him on the cross, suspended between heaven and earth with nothing on, making fun and ridiculing him between two thieves. Mary did nothing wrong to become pregnant, and she's pregnant. Jesus did nothing wrong, praise God, to be hanging on the cross, and now he's hanging on the cross. Praise God. Amen. We understand she really may not have known fully what her response was going to be when Jesus looked at her and said, I'm going to have the Holy Ghost move upon you and you're going to have a baby. And her words was, according to thy word. According to thy word. That's a hard thing to do. As a, as a minister, I do a lot of weddings. And I look at the bride and I say, praise God, through sickness and health. For the good and the bad. Look at the husband and I say, through sickness and health. Through the good and the bad. And we say those words. And at the time, we mean them. Praise God. But... As life goes on, and as the hard times comes, and as in every marriage there are close times, and there are far times, there are times when you kind of grow away from each other, and you're busy in your professions or whatever, and then you draw closer, and you find out that those words are really hard to fulfill. When Mary said, as thy word, let it be. Amen. She had to tell the Lord whatever you want to do. That's hard for us to do. That's hard for us to. It's easy for us to say it. It's, have you ever said to somebody, I will be there and help you? Or yes. And then later you're like, why did I say yes? Praise God. Why, why did I say okay? And now that I've got to do it. Now I've got to fulfill. You see, when Mary said unto the Lord, Lord, as, the, as your word, whatever your word says, because the Bible said the, the, the Lord is his word. Amen. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. 14 says, And, we, and, the, and he was dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, she said, as your word, Lord. In other words, as you, can we do as Mary said and say, Lord, whatever you have in my life, whatever you've got, however you want to use me, every day I get up, when I talk, when I speak, when I go out, on my job, in my home, with my kids, Lord, whatever your word is, whatever you want me to do, because I got news for you to do to, that every one of you that go out in this life from Monday all the way through till next Sunday, every week, praise God, God wants to use you in some way. There's something that God wants to do in your life. And He comes to you and He says to you, I want to use you just like a woman reaches up and grabs a certain bowl and says, This would make a good bowl for a salad. 
for my family. God is reaching up and saying, you would make a good person to be able to do this. Because every one of us has got our qualities. Praise God. And the best way to live life is to live according to your qualities. Whatever you're good at. However God has created you. Just like that salad bowl was created to make something salad big in it. Praise the Lord. You wouldn't make jello in a huge bowl. It would be too heavy. But you'd put a salad in it. And there's qualities that you have that God has given you. Amen. And they're the things that you like to do. They're the things that you enjoy. I always tell young people, if you enjoy your job, you will never work another day. I went out one Sunday night with two engineers. I'll never tell you who they are, but I went out with two engineers. And they complained about going to work on Monday morning. But as a window cleaner, I loved it. Praise God. I enjoyed what I do. I know a lot of it has to do with attitude. Some people, they would never enjoy doing anything. Praise God. But if you have a good purpose in life, if you have a good attitude in life, and you find that thing you like to do, whether it be, you know, whatever it might be, caring for kids, running a store, praise God, maintaining a, a... a hospital system, praise the Lord. For you elderly, maintaining your home, making sure your neighbors are okay, you know, checking on people that you know, making sure they're all right, teaching a home Bible study, whatever it is, amen, if you do that. You know what, I, I thought the other day, and I thought the Lord kind of just, he, the Lord kind of just put a thought in my mind, And that was this. He was like, I don't have any scriptures for retired people. I have no, think about it. There's no scriptures for retired people. So you might be retired in this life. You may be retired from a job, but you're not retired from God. Praise God. Now I'll tell you what scriptures he does have. He's got some scriptures in there when we're dead. But I don't want to apply them to my life just yet, do you? Praise God. There's no scriptures in there for retired people. Amen. There's something for everyone to do. You know, it just it amazes me. I hear elderly people tell me, the young people don't think I know what I'm doing. And I hear young people say to me, the elderly people don't think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm thinking, Lord help us. Praise God. The elderly like, they don't think I know what I'm doing. And the younger's like, they don't think I know what I'm doing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I don't think either one of them know what they're doing. But anyways... Praise the Lord. Just kidding, okay? But we need everyone. We need the wisdom that comes. Amen. From that. So you have a place. God wants to use you. This week at your job. Say, Lord, whatever you want me to do. 
Amen. Whatever you, whatever you have for me to do. Amen. There's a situation I went into this week. I won't get into details because. But it was a situation I walked into where there was a horrible tragedy. And all I was there to do to the windows. Praise God. But I thought, you know what? I can at least help them. And make them feel better about cleaning the windows on their house. Praise the Lord. I can at least bring some kind of light to that. Some kind of happiness to that. And it's whatever, Lord. Whatever you want. You know, and it's not, not that word that young people use. Whatever. Don't you just love that? Whatever. Husband says to the wife, Whatever. Wife says to the husband, whatever. Praise God. It's not that kind of response. M Mary, when she said, Lord, as your, as your word says it, whatever you say, whatever you want, whatever you got. Mary's, she had no condition to her response. She, you never read where she complained. Mary never bargains with God. She doesn't say, I got a different plan. How about a different plan? She did not offer suggestions for a better approach. Praise God. She did not have a trillion questions in her mind. She just said, whatever your word tells me. Praise God. Great blessings come from people that say, Lord, whatever you tell me to do. I know that my life is always so much better when I say, Lord, whatever you want me to do. Praise God. It's just crazy to me the, 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 the quick response to Mary. She was ready for that. You see, responses that comes out of our heart. You know, there are times when someone asks us a question or someone texts us a question. We have time to think about what the answer is. But there are times when we're asked a question, we don't have time to think about what the answer is going to be. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we get mad at someone and words come out of our mouth that shouldn't come out of our mouth. Amen. And it's because, you know, we, uh, you know, it's just instant. We don't have time to prepare. We don't have time to cut, to, to candy coat it. It's instant. Mary's response, I mean, she was at all. And her response was, okay, Lord, whatever. Because she had worked on preparing her heart. We need to work on preparing our heart that when God asks us the simple little things, we say, yes, Lord. The next thing, 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 yes, Lord. And when we are bombarded with something that is just really going to be a sacrifice for us, we'll be willing to say, yes, Lord. You see, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 52, it says, in a moment of a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. At the moment of a twinkling of an eye... When that rapture takes place, when all of a sudden that trumpet blows, you ain't going to have time to figure out you want to go with God. 
If you even think, you know what? Please hear me. Everybody hear me. If you even are living the life where you think, I've got so much to do today, I don't have time for a rapture. I am so wrapped up in blankety blank blank that my mind is so wrapped up in this that not right now, Lord. You know, we go through troubles and we go through times. We go through a lot of pain and we're like, oh, God, it's a nice time to come right now. But then when things are going so great and we're so happy, we're like, oh, Lord, I'm not even thinking about a rapture. Praise the Lord. Amen. You don't think about those things. But when that trumpet blows, if you're, if you're not looking, if your heart and your mind, you see, that's the way God puts it in our control. The Lord comes down and he says, okay, whatever you sow, you reap. So if you sow a lot of bad seeds, you're going to reap a lot of bad seeds. It puts us in our control. We can't blame God for the situation we're in. If we have tires that are so thin you can almost see the air in them, and we just don't get them changed, we're too cheap or whatever, and we get a flat tire, oh, look what God done to me. No, God didn't do that to you. You got tires. You know, what was it? Oh, I, I, I was putting Christmas lights on the Christmas tree. I put a Christmas, we have an outside Christmas tree. I put it up. It has its own lights built in it. It was given to us. It was a $1,200 tree. And I couldn't get the lights working. So um, I had a brand new set of lights. I got the lights out, and I put them on the tree. And, well, I plugged them in. They all worked. And I put them on the tree. Plugged them in, and only half of them worked. And I got to thinking about it. I got to thinking about it. You know, I could stand there and say... Only me. You know what I did learn? This is fun. You ready for this? You can put a dozen lights on a tree. And out of that dozen lights, only half or maybe quarter of them work. But when you stand back, you never know. All those others aren't working. It just looks like one string of lights is lighting up the tree. But I stepped back and I said to myself, I said, I was just trying to get those tree lights on the tree, and it was probably because I was not very kind putting them on. I probably put them on pretty rough. And so I messed them up. You see, we like to think that we have bad things that happen to us. Why does all the bad things happen to me? Well, it's because you're being very hard on the Lights, putting them on. I had a ratchet strap. I was ratcheting something down, and it got jammed. And I'm like, that's me. It gets jammed. But then I got to thinking, you just was so fast putting that thing up, you never allowed the strap to work properly up into the guide. So you understand what I'm saying? We live life. And we think, oh, it's just bad. Well, the problem is, if I would have taken the ratchet strap and would have made sure that the strap was properly there, going up into the guide, I wouldn't have had it all jammed up. So we say, oh, Lord, all this is going bad. But what we don't realize is, sometimes it's because of our sloppy 
thinking, of our hurried up thinking. And so we blame God. We have a lot of problems. We go through problems. And some things we just cannot help. Praise God. But it all has to do with our attitude. We have to be willing to say, yes, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life every day, help me with my attitude. Praise God. Jesus himself said yes to God. When he came on this earth, he gave his whole life. Not my will, Jesus would say. Not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. Praise God. The reason we have salvation today, the reason that we're able to be saved, the greatest thing on this earth, amen, other than probably the next greatest thing would have been Mary and Joseph, but the greatest thing on this earth, you know, and that's amazing to me. They really, 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 you know, magnify Mary, and she should be, but they really don't say much about Joseph. I'm telling you, praise God, that man had his life cut out for him. He did not do what he wanted to do his whole life. He did what God told him to do. Praise God. He went, he did not live where he chose to live. He, cho- he lived where Jesus had to live to stay alive. But you know what? You look back at their life and you say, what a great life. Jesus himself came. He never had a wife. He never had kids. He never owned a home. He never, praise God, really had a place to lay his head. He didn't even have an apartment or a place to stay. He just stayed with whoever would let him stay. Praise God. He never, even though he created it all, he never had a deed to any of it. But when you look at the life of Jesus, you say, what a great life. He never was popular. He never was well-known other than today. Praise God. He never was popular. He never was, you know, uh, looked up to. Could you imagine sitting by Jesus, the God that created the heavens and the earth? Can you imagine doing that? And they didn't realize who he was. Praise God. Praise God. You know, we don't mind backing the cause Amen. That does not disrupt our plans or our personal agendas. Amen. You know, it's it's kind of funny. It's it's amazing. One day, there in a starving country, there was a, a, a child who was starving, and a pig and a chicken was walking by. And the chicken said to the pig, "said Oh, look at that starving child." The pig said, "Yeah, that's sad." And the chicken says, something's got to be done. And the pig's like, yeah, something's got to be done. And the chicken said, this is horrible, horrible, horrible. And the pig's like, yeah, it's horrible, horrible, horrible. And so the family, the chicken looked at him and says, I got an idea. And the pig's like, what? And he said, he needs some bacon and ham. He needs some bacon and eggs. And the pig looked at him and said, Hey, for you, that's a donation, but for me, that's a total commitment. We don't mind our donations in lives, but we don't want our total commitments. You see, if somebody is struggling and 
they need some money, it's much better to say, hey, here's $20. I'll probably never miss in my wallet and I'll go away. Rather than saying, hey, let me come and help you. Praise God. And really what they need, they need the help. We're often like the two boys that entered the dentist's office. The first little boy looked at the dentist and said, my name is Brandon. And I want a tooth taken out. I want it right away. I do not want any gas, and I don't want it deadened. We're in a hurry, so get it done. The dentist said, well, Brandon, you're a brave young man. Which tooth is it? And the boy turned to his smaller friend and said, show the man your tooth, Albert. (laughs) We We don't mind. When it's somebody else that's going to suffer. You see, here's the thing. You ready? Because Mary was willing to say, Okay, Lord, whatever you want to do. It put her in a relationship and it put her in a commitment. Because if we really want to see great things done, we've got to become servants of God. When Jesus turned the water into wine, it was the servants that did the labor that knew that what they put in them pots was water. Everybody else did not understand a thing that was going on. They just knew the wine was better. But those servants knew, wait a minute, I went down to the well. I got water out of there. I smelt it. I saw it. I put it in there. I know what I put in there. And I know what's coming out. They and their whole heart, because I'm going to tell you something. When it's all said and done at the end of your life, the only thing that you're really going to have left is your memories and your thoughts and your thinking. Praise God. And when you live a kind of life that you tell Lord, whatever you want to do in my life opens a door for God to do great things in your life. And you will have memories of, I put water in that jar and he turned it to wine. Mary was able to say one day, she said, You know what? I said yes to the Lord, and I saw him take care of Jesus when a man, the most powerful man in the kingdom, wanted to kill him, Herod. And I watched Jesus as he kept his hand on him. I watched him slip through the crowd. I watched him never be able to nail him to the wall or kill him until, praise God, now. And the thing of it is, Amen. When Mary was sitting, when Mary was sitting there that day, amen, and they did not have wine, Mary knew enough. She looked at Jesus and said, what are you going to do? He said, it's not my time yet, mother. She says, well, they're embarrassed, Jesus. 
And you see, I know you. I know you can do something about it. Praise God. I've never seen you heal the sick. I've never seen you raise the dead. But I know you can do something about it. And I know you can do it. Because when you live the kind of life that you say, okay, Lord, what? listen to me today. When you live the kind of life to where you say, Lord, whatever you want in my life, you will live so deep in the Lord that when a need comes up, you will have that kind of faith that say, I know you can do it, God. I know you can do it. There's a tragedy right now. A loss of a husband, a loss of a wife, a loss of a child, a loss of an, even an animal. But Lord, I know you can do it. Because you see, that same character that says, Lord, whatever you want to do is the same character that says, Lord, whatever you've done, I trust you. I just trust you. I just trust you. There are, I've often said, there are men in my life that make decisions that throw up questions. But in my mind, I say, I know him and I trust him. I don't know what he's doing. He's got more information than I've got. There's people in your lives. When they make a decision, you may not understand from your vision what they're doing. But you know them enough to know. They know what they're doing. And they'll make the right decision that you just trust them. You just allow it to happen. And that's what you have to do to Jesus. That's what Mary did. Mary said, uh, Lord, whatever you want. Praise God. And in, at the marriage of Canaan, she was willing to allow the Lord to do what he could do. Oh, let's all stand. Praise God. I'm excited about the uh, banquet tonight. Praise God. I'm excited y'all are going to be there. Yes. Amen. If you, if you uh, do not know the address, if you see me, I will send you the address. Um, it's on Bell School Road. If you go out to Calcutta, go through the four-way, go to where the fire department